This episode of the Accounting Insiders podcast is brought to you in part by Zero. Zero is a powerful cloud accounting software that improves efficiencies across your practice. With all client data stored on a single unified ledger, you and your clients can easily access and collaborate on the same set of books. Zero's advisor tools and automation solutions reduce time-consuming manual tasks and put data entry on autopilot. Work faster and more efficiently than ever before with Zero. Visit zero.com slash accounting insiders to learn more. Hello and welcome to another episode of Accounting Insiders Podcast. My name is Gary Dehart. I'm the publisher of Insightful Accountant and host of Accounting Insiders Podcast. My guest today, it is July the 12th, 2023. My guest today is Martin Zitch from Giraffe. I think, Martin, you're the CEO and co-founder. Has that changed since the last time we talked about three or four months ago? Uh, same title, at, you know, Chief Giraffe Wrangler as well, maybe. There we go. All right. Chief Giraffe Wrangler. Perfect. So let's kick off with uh, why the giraffe. I know we talked about it last time, but everybody doesn't listen to every episode. So let's touch on that. Why the giraffe? What's up with the giraffe? Yeah, so a little bit a bit about Giraffe. Uh, you know, Giraffe's an all-in-one financial forecasting tool for accountants. So we connect all your accounting data and your sales data, account data, and we join it all in a big model of the business and let you see where you're going. And so when I was thinking about the symbolism of what we do, really love how the Giraffe's the tallest animal in the world, and it sees above all the trees and all the bushes in every direction. So that kind of spirit animal is perfect for forecasting because we're giving that line of sight for all of your your customers and your clients that way. Oh, that's fantastic. That's great. I had forgotten that. So uh, thanks for the reminder. And, and so so some big news before, we, so you just got a big round of funding, but before we dive too deep into that, I want to just recap um, a little bit of our conversation from uh, a few months ago. And and basically, the the premise of that conversation that we had was leveraging FP&A in your advisory practice. So, could you just kind of recap? It was a you know it's a little bit longer conversation, but recap what that means to the accounting professional, kind of leveraging FP&A in your firm and in in an advisory practice. Yeah. So we always hear about you know this buzzword, ad advisory, ad advisory, but. A lot of people don't know what what does that actually mean, and a lot of people think that means just reading the report to their client, which you know that's not advisory. It's about kind of bringing a level of insights and knowledge into what do the numbers really mean, and and ultimately like where are we going, and is that trending in the way that we want towards our customers' goals? So um, you know, leveraging FP&A for advisory is about kind of teasing out that conversation with your clients seeing where do they want to be, you know, next quarter or next year, and then creating a path and like laying out that financial story for them. And here are the things we need to accomplish along the way to hit those goals. And those goals could be something like profit, you know, hitting profitability, or maybe it's having a certain amount of cash, or maybe it's, um, you know, getting to a certain amount of headcount and growth or opening a new location, whatever is pertinent for that, for that business. But it's, you know, we talk with our customers about that, and then we show them, you know, here are all the things we need to do, and checking in and, and working through as a partner with them on that monthly basis. And when you do that, that's when you become, you know, not just this number for reporting stuff, but instead you're actually a partner with them. Right. Running in tandem, right? You're, you know, you're, you're helping them move the business forward and really understanding their business. And I think there's a big gap 
in in the profession of of people who are as you said kind of a, a herder of numbers versus someone who is actually taking that information working with the client and making it you know valuable because there's lots of data a lot of great data but if i don't know how to leverage it or if i don't know how to read it um, or take time and i think a lot of times it's, it's just the time challenge as a business owner if i don't take the time to look at that data it's no good right so so having someone there that can give me guidance look at the data bring it to me and say hey let's set goals what is important and you know do you want to go on a beach trip next year well you have to pay for it somehow right so let's figure out how you're going to make money so um it's great so thanks for that recap big news 20 million dollars that's a lot of zeros and yeah, <laughs> So, um, so you just got your, it's a series, this was series B funding, right? Yeah. Okay. For a total of 20 million, which brings you to a total of how much? 30? 33 to date. Okay. 33 to date. And to date started, when did that start? When was that, when did you get that first seed round? So first seed round was like the summer of 2017. Okay. So I think it would be interesting. Uh, I know it would be for me. And because most people, like we talked kind of in the green room, most people will never go through the process that you've had to go through, right? To, I mean, one, start a company, two, go out, you know, with your idea and say, and convince people to give you $33 million over a, a seven year period. So can you describe that just a little bit of, uh, not necessarily, hey, here's how we came up with the idea of the business, but more going, all right, we've got the business. Now, how do we fund the business? I mean, I, I think it's interesting to, again, for a lot of people to understand what is a seed round, what series A, what series B, what's what comes after that. I've thrown a lot at you, but um, could you just give a little description of a uh, little insight, a little inside baseball, if you will, on what yeah. that's like going through that process? Yeah. So what it's like, you know, so when I started the company, I, I used to be an outsourced controller and CFO. So I was doing fractional work, had a bunch of different clients, um, doing their models and then helping them also run part-time books. Um, and then when I, when we first started draft, we had this idea of, you know, let's automate this monthly reporting package that we can do. Let's um, then be able to add forecasting and kind of scenario analysis there and do it really delightfully in a web-based way. So um, when we first started, I, you know, I was doing this stuff in spreadsheets, going through manual processes. Uh, we ended up building a prototype and we did kind of a web-based view of it. We got our first couple of customers and that was when we did our, our seed round. You know, and it was our, our company was like five people. Um, we were, you know, a, a couple of folks in a little co-working place trying to figure things yeah. out. Um, we ended up raising a couple million dollars there. Um, once we had validated that, that process, when you hear about seed rounds, a lot of times it's like you've got this nugget of an idea and yep. just a couple of customers who believe in you and it's starting to work. And, you know, so that's usually that first stage. Um, you know, that was 2017. Then over the next couple like two years or so, we were in a, kind of call it a beta process where we were figuring out our tool and how do we make this work at scale. And um, it was kind of crazy. Like we did our, our Series A was March of 2020. That was right when COVID happened and all the lockdowns. And right. it was, yeah, <laughs> Yay, I've got money. I can't spend it. I can't go anywhere with it. So, yeah. 
but it was actually kind of uh, kind of um, an inflection point for us because, and I think the accounting industry too, um, because every company in the world was forced to redo their budget in March of 2020. There's not a single person who didn't. And um, they needed to do it really fast. Like this stuff was coming at, at us all you know, really quickly. And people are like, how am I gonna pivot? How am I gonna survive this thing? And, right. um, and a lot of people leaned on their fractional controllers and their fractional CFOs to help them scenario plan and game this out. Um, so right when that happened, we ended up getting a ton of people signing up for drafts. We can do this really quickly. And we were helping a lot of the leading kind of cloud, like cloud, cloud forward um, accounting firms do this. Um, so that was when we did our series A, you know, and at, at that time we got, you know, we have several hundred customers. We had enough proof that, um, you know, that we had a product that worked and that people were getting value. So that's kind of that second stage when we think about you know, what is a Series A there. And then, so then you get to yesterday, yep. Series B, although that didn't start yesterday. When did that process really start? Like how long does it take to go from, from hey, we need more money to actually securing that money? And, and, and obviously anything you can't share, don't, and nobody will be offended by that. Yeah, I mean, usually, you know, usually these processes can take like three to six months. It, you know, it depends on, you know, when you're running a company, you, know, you don't just go out to the street and then start saying, hey, I need money. Like these these right. things are, are relationships that you develop over time. So a lot of the folks that, that we went out to towards, you know, towards the beginning of the year we said, hey, we're growing like crazy. We're actually, you know, even though the economy is pretty bad right now, like, we, uh, we actually were growing faster than we ever have been uh, for the last few quarters. And it's primarily driven by accounting firms helping all these small businesses navigate you know, the current economy. And, um, you know, and then from that, we said, we need to be able to invest even more into this accounting ecosystem. And we've, we're helping so many companies here and so many firms you know, guide their clients through this. So um, we went out you know, to several folks that had you know, we had known over the prior, say, year or so, and then there was interest there. And that's where really quickly people said, okay, this is a real, you know, um, valid problem that we're solving for. And we're helping a lot of people on this side. And, um, you know, and then, you know, from the beginning of the year till the spring, we we got it all done. And then, um, you know, everything closed and got announced uh, the, other, the other day. Yeah, that's exciting. And that, um, so what does that look like just from a, I mean, not, Obviously, you have you know multiple investors that you have to keep happy. Um, what are you, how often are you having to check not checking them, but how often are you having these calls with them going, okay, great, you're an FP&A guy, show me some uh, show me some results. How often is that taking place? Yeah, I mean our our investors are really great partners, and we we pick people because not just for someone to give you know money for a company and fund it, but actually. Um, people that can understand what we're trying to do for the ecosystem and for our end customers. And they've, they've had a lot of really relevant experience in this space um, with call it, you know, previous gen tools. And now, you know, they see us and our approach being a lot better and faster. Uh, but I'm, you know, I'm talking to, to our various investors, you know, every other week we're on calls, we're going through, here's what's good, here's what we want to tweak, here's you know, what we're adjusting on there. And, um, you know, they're they're really amazing and great partners there. Okay. And then one more question around this part, and then we'll jump on to what, what are you going to do with all that money? But so, so what comes after again, not knowing, you know, having never gone through this process. So series A, 
got that, you know, or actually seed money check, series A check, series B check. Is it how long, how many series are there? Again, now I'm maybe showing my ignorance, but um, what's next? Is it series C? And um, I mean, you can, you technically do this progression by letter. At some point, I would, I would love to just skip all the letters and go to series J so I could say we have a series giraffe there. <laughs> um, you know, but, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, the next one would be that if, if, you know, if we decided to do another round on that side. Yeah, I got you. All right. Well, great. So, uh, so now you've got, you know, an extra $20 million laying around just sitting here. I see just hanging out on the couches in there, stuffed inside the giraffes all over the office. So what do you do with that money and how do you, how do you prioritize what you do with that money? Yeah, so, you know, a lot of this is, you know, it's primarily driven by our accounting firms that we're working with in small businesses. So, um, you know, we're immediately, you know, doubling our accounting channel team, everyone that's supporting the industry on that side. Uh, we're also investing a ton, we, you know, within Giraffe, we're not just software, but we also have a team that helps you as an accounting firm be able to build up that advisory practice. We have different trainings. We do a lot of LME. You can get CPE credit as you're going through and learning how to do this stuff. Um, so being able to provide more of those resources is really, really key because we've all, we've all, you know, bought tools before and then, you know, failed to launch. And a lot of it's around understanding, you know, the change management, how to go through that. And that's something that I think we do really uniquely versus a lot of other software vendors is we're a partner with you on that side. So, you know, doubling those teams. Um, we're also consistently growing our R&D team. Uh, we doubled our R&D team last year. So now, you know, there are all these things we wanted to do and we're able to do even more of them, you know, con uh, concurrently. Um, right. We'll do that even, even more on a bigger scale with this round closing. So when we get feedback from our customers and they say, you know, this is great. And here's that one last thing that I wish I, we, we could do. Now we can start knocking these things out and it's all can keep snowballing being better and better and um, I'm really excited for that because I'm I'm a product person and this is like the dream tool that I wish I had all my life and now we you know we've got the resources to just keep on innovating there that's great and so let's let's wind the clock back to 2000 well prior to 2017 when you were uh, you know in an accounting role outsource CFO fractional CFO role um, started the company What's changed in the space? So I'm, and when I say in the space, I'm going to say two ways from the accounting firm perspective, but also just FP&A in general, like how has this evolved over the past six, seven years um, since you kicked off Giraffe? Yeah. So like back then, you probably have heard like the buzzword CAS in accounting for yeah. client accounting services. You know, everything was about CAS 1.0. It's about how do you leverage some technology to automate, you know, the, the base accounting process. A ton was done on, you know, AP automation, on billing systems, things like that. Now people are starting to focus more on how do we automate the outputs and how do we make those even more valuable? Um, so we've seen this huge shift, you know, with the firms because they've automated the input side. A lot of companies now are moving to value-based billing or subscription billing, you could say. Um, there's also a, a push for CAS 2.0, like you see a lot of this through the AICPA and CPA.com and um, as well for kind of education around this. And it's all about um, helping people move along this journey from just the accounting data to more like controllership services. 
right. and you know being able to to help with operationalizing the things around the edges of accounting, and then ultimately you go up that spectrum to like the CFO type services there, and, and you meet. And now you know we're seeing more and more firms kind of start at that lower level and then grow their firm and start adding these things incremen incrementally on that side. Um, you know, and, and Draft's been helping support that whole process because we can we can meet firms where they're at on that spectrum and then help them grow. That's fantastic. And you see, um, what, what do you think? What is the next step in the in the evolution from your perspective? I mean, the is it more um, like 2.0? Is it more getting firms to leverage the tools better? Is it having, is it more firms latching on to the tools, right? I mean, so you've got this group that's already using it, right? And but they're probably like most companies use their software solutions to 10% you know, of their power and there's you know tons of power left in it. Do you, do you see that it's more uh, taking the tools that we have as, as a profession and leverage them better, to better support and serve our clients or more people going, wow, I, I can do this. Uh, I don't know if that's a good question, but um, did, did you follow what I was trying to get to there? Yeah, um, you know, I think like today's accountants are way more technology, like tech forward than they were 10 years ago. Every, you know, we're seeing everyone loves, you know, QuickBooks Online, Zero, NetSuite, Intact, going into that, um, you know, there's still a QuickBooks desktop and enterprise is still a great tool, but, you know, a lot of people love being able to, you know, log in anywhere and, and do their accounting and yeah. um, especially with people working remote and, and whatnot. Um, now that we have these tools and all, all of that, um, the next level of this is you, what do you do with, you know, ultimately when you get a tool, you get more time. What do you do with that time? And that time, you know, some people will do that to be able to, you know, handle more clients on that base stuff. Other people will go in and this is where that whole advisory conversation comes into play on creating higher value services for end clients. And, and this is, um, I see, you know, a lot of the highest growth firms today that, you know, we work hundreds of them at a time. Um, they're going, you know, beyond just the basic bookkeeping into this controllership service and productizing their knowledge and giving different service tiers on that side. And when you use the right tech stack for that, that really frees up your time to, you know, productize your brain and your knowledge as a, as an experienced accountant on that side. And market and go find new clients that you can share your, your wealth of wisdom with, right? Absolutely. So, um, and I'm going to wrap up with one other question that come, came from something you just said a second ago, and it was more kind of the, you know, the cloud first type of, um, of solutions, QBO, Zero, NetSuite, got the other one you mentioned, but um, are you, are you seeing, do you see from Giraffe's perspective, more, um, more users in any of those particular um, software solutions? Like, do you have more NetSuite users versus QBO versus Zero? Um, and again, if it's not a fair question, just say it's not a fair question. I can't really answer that. But yeah, I mean, it it depends because I think each of them are really great ecosystems. So like like when we go to ZeroCon, there it's an amazing event. Um, we go to QuickBooks Connect, lots of people there. But I think the big part is when you get into um, you know accounting firms that standardize on one though tend to put their whole book of business, and then those are the ones that end up being able to move faster and scale faster. So. Yeah. Um, 
you know, so the mix is, is more relevant versus just being able to pick a tool, get your team trained up on it. And mm -hmm. once you put that in, the rest of this just starts working like a factory and it, everything's like a well-oiled machine then. And so uh, just in, in wrapping up, so you just picked up $20 million. So, so he's go to the office, you can find money just laying around. There's just piles of money laying around at the giraffe office now. Um, investing that heavily in, in people on your side and in the technology to continue to, to build out the product. And uh, if people wanted to get in touch with you, what, how do they find you, you and or uh, the right contact at Giraffe? Yeah, so first you have to misspell the word Giraffe. It's spelled J-I-R-A-V.com. Uh, come check it out there. Uh, you can do a trial or, or request a demo. And we're happy to walk through, learn about your use cases, and share how we can help. Um, you can also personally email me, martin at giraffe.com. I'm happy to guide you to the right, right folks there. Um, and if you're, you know, and if you're interested in some fun as well, uh, you can even check out our, you know, our Instagram and our social channels. We have a lot of cool content for accountants and finance folks. Um, beyond just the work stuff, there's a lot of a lot of fun stuff to follow and educational materials that we loop in there as well. Fantastic. Oh, and there is one more. What shows are left? We just uh, just saw each other at Scaling New Heights about two weeks ago. What's uh, what's next on the the travel calendar for Toronto? Uh, QuickBooks Connect is coming up. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of weird. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot. Yeah, coming. QuickBooks Connect is coming up. I think um, in the fall, and then yeah. Digital CPA is the next big one. So those are two of my favorite events, uh, and so I'm excited to see everyone there. Yeah, I actually have never been to Digital CPA. It's just never, the timing has just never been right. Is it, uh, where is that one this year? Uh, it's going to be in Vegas at the ARIA. Okay. Vegas at ARIA. Everything's in Vegas. I don't. Yep. <laughs> so it's good food, good restaurants. So, all right. Well, that is, um, now what about uh, any bookkeeping or botkeeper? Are you going to botkeeper? Yes, actually, we'll be there too. There's the botkeeper conference in September. Uh, they're doing their Unchained event. So folks who are paying for kind of uh, AI bookkeeping, uh, you know, and tech tech automation on that side, highly recommend come check out the Botkeeper yeah. event. And that's in uh, the Boston area, right? Yep. Okay. Well, great. All right. Well, now people know how they know how to find you. They know where to find you. Uh, hopefully, we've shared some good information that will pique some people's interest. Congratulations on picking up again an extra twenty million dollars. That's a lot of zeros. Um, we look forward to seeing, watching the company grow from the sidelines over here. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Gary. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks, Mark.